Welcome to New Life's weekly podcast. New Life is a United Methodist congregation established in 2011 in McChesney Park, Illinois. Worship is weekly at 5.30 p.m. with events ongoing. Check us out online at www.findnewlifeumc.org and sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. This week's series is the third part of the series, The Journey, based on the resource by Reverend Adam Hamilton of the United Methodist Church of the Resurrection in Leewood, Kansas. Sermon preached on December 17th and 18th, 2016. Scripture reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Hear these words from the Gospel of Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage, and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him snugly, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the guest room. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for all those listening to your word and good news through our podcast this week. Please bless them, encourage them, and help them to experience your presence and call on their lives. Send your spirit upon them and help them hear your voice as they go about their week. Amen. I enjoy books and movies and television, and often those three forms of media cross over. Last week I mentioned that I had read all of the Harry Potter books several times. I've also seen all of the movies several times. Another series I enjoy and have read multiple times since my youth is The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. I've read those books multiple times. But I've seen the films, especially The Lord of the Rings, even more times. If you asked me to recount the story in any of those books, I would probably give you the version from the corresponding film. Because of the power of audiovisual media, I've come to recognize the story of the film more than the story of the books, although they are different. Even though I know the source material well, there are parts I've forgotten because they are not in the films. The Christmas story is the same way. We've heard it and seen it so many times. We forget what the actual story is and some of the details we have overlooked. Four questions guide our journey each week. Think of them as destinations of our journey. The first, what were the actual events leading up to and during the first Christmas? The second, what does this story teach us about the character of God? The third, what does this story teach us about the child whose birthday we are celebrating? And the fourth, what does this story mean for our lives today? Mary spent three months with Elizabeth in Enkarim. Joseph probably headed back to Bethlehem to tell his family the wedding needed to be moved up. You can imagine the gossip around town and around the family. It wasn't unusual for an engaged couple to be found with child. They were considered married at the time of the engagement, after all. 
Engagement in their time was very different because at the time of the engagement, the couple may not even have met. The year that followed was meant for the couple to get to know each other and the family to prepare for the wedding. Jennifer and I took a whole year to plan our wedding, and my family didn't have to walk 80 miles to attend the ceremony. So Mary and Joseph headed back to Nazareth for the wedding. At the time, Mary was probably five months pregnant, so they stayed in Nazareth with Mary's family, hoping there the baby would be born. Unfortunately for Mary and Joseph, they lived in a Roman-occupied territory. That meant they, not being citizens of Rome, had to do whatever the Roman Empire declared. So when a census was called by the emperor, Mary and Joseph had to head 80 miles back to Bethlehem, Joseph's hometown. Sure, they were going to head back there anyway, but they hoped that it would be after the baby was born. So nine months pregnant, Mary would have to travel, most likely walking, there's no mention of a donkey in scripture, and if there was a donkey, it would have been used to carry their supplies. They had to walk 80 miles to Bethlehem. Now, there are three main roads Mary and Joseph could have taken. Two of those roads would have been the most likely candidates. The first route would have been commonly traveled by Jewish people who wanted to go from Galilee to Judea. It would bypass Samaria, which was thought to be unclean and also dangerous for the Jewish people. Unfortunately, this route would add two, maybe three days to the journey. It is recorded by Josephus, the Jewish historian, that at the holidays and other times of importance, Jewish people would travel the road of the patriarchs, which ran directly through Samaria. This is the path Joseph and Mary most likely took. Let's retrace the journey as told again in Luke's Gospel. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own city to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage, and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the guest house. When we tell the story, we say, Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem, and there was no room in the inn, so they had to stay in the stable. This was most likely because Joseph didn't use Expedia.com. No. Okay. In reality, Bethlehem was Joseph's hometown. That meant Joseph had probably had property in Bethlehem. Joseph had property in Bethlehem. He and Mary were going to move there after the baby was born, move in with his family until they could buy land and build a home for themselves. Simple enough. So Mary and Joseph didn't run from place to place looking for somewhere to stay. They went to Joseph's parents' house. The Greek word that has been translated as in in the past is kataluma and more appropriately is translated as guest room. The guest room was generally upstairs, 
But because there were so many family members in town, the sleeping quarters and the guest room were probably filled. Did Mary want to give birth in front of all of her new in-laws? <laughs> probably not. So they were offered the stables, the basement. This would have been most likely the part of the cave the home was built on. It would have been a private place for Mary, Joseph, probably a midwife, to prepare them during the birth. I've not been in the room during any births, but I have enough information to realize this was not a silent night. Given 2,000 years of medical advancement in childbirth, it's still pretty noisy, chaotic, and I assume quite painful. So you can imagine in a time when one in three mothers died during labor, maiden bliss might have been an overstatement. Mary didn't want to be away from her mother and sisters. She didn't want to be from away from a midwife she probably knew and worked with. She didn't want to be exhausted from a 10 days journey. She didn't want to be in a city she didn't know in a stable under a house that wasn't hers. This was a journey she didn't want to take. We all take journeys we don't want to. Every day, people are losing jobs, finding new ones, losing spouses, finding new ones. Loved ones die. The doctor calls to tell us we have a serious illness or a serious operation needed. Sometimes life doesn't go our way. But the good news of the story is God was there with Mary and God would redeem that journey. Mary couldn't hear the angels in the fields or know that there were shepherds or wise men on their way with gifts. She didn't know that her baby would grow up to save all of humanity. That is the Christmas story. It's about God journeying with us, walking with us, redeeming our journeys, all the journeys of our lives, and making them something wonderful and profound. What actually happened? Mary and Joseph were in Nazareth after their wedding, hoping to have the baby at Mary's home before they returned to Bethlehem to start their life together. The emperor declared that everyone had to return to their home, so Mary had to take jo or Joseph had to take Mary, now nine months pregnant, back over 80 miles to Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph were given a private area in the stables under Joseph's family home because the guest room was full. And amidst the chaos of childbirth, our Savior is born. What does this story teach us about God? God walks with us all along the journeys in our lives. Sometimes God sets us on a journey, like the journey Mary took when she agreed to become the mother of the Son of God. Sometimes the journey is forced on us, like when the emperor declared a census to be taken. Sometimes we choose our journeys. Either way, God walks with us. No matter what journey we are on, God can redeem us through it. What does this story teach us about uh, Jesus? Jesus would make many journeys, many journeys he did not want to. But ultimately, the journey he would take at the end of his life, the journey to the cross, would redeem us all. 
Mary had a horrible journey, but the redemption at the end of her journey, the birth of her son Jesus, would be the redemption of all people. What does this story mean for our lives today? We've all been on journeys we didn't want to be on. Maybe you're on one right now. What you have to remember, what you have to believe in, the hope that is present is this Advent season, its message. This Advent season is a season of hope because we remember the hope of all nations, Jesus Christ. So remember that God is with you, walking your path, and whatever your journey is, God can redeem you through it. Amen. This has been a recording of New Life Ministry. Learn more about us at www.findnewlifeumc.org and connect with us through our newsletter, Facebook, or Twitter. If you liked what you heard, like our podcast on iTunes and Google Play and share it with your friends. Also, consider supporting our Paper Angel Closet, which provides toiletries and personal care items to homeless and at-risk youth, foster families and children, the families of those diagnosed with cancer, refugee families, and families in need in our community. Donate online or drop off items Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. at New Life UMC, 8301 Mitchell Road, McChesney Park, Illinois, 6115. Remind you, worship is every Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. Until next week, live knowing that you are beloved children of God in heaven. Challenge yourself to share that love with all those you meet wherever you go and realize that with the power of the Holy Spirit and this Christ body of the church, you can make a difference in your community and the world. Amen.